Thank you very much, Chairperson. The, next, the first speaker to debate is Honorable B.M. Zuma for 10 minutes. Thank you, uh, Chairperson. Uh, uh, Honorable MECs, members, and uh, guests in the gallery, I greet you. Let me say it from the onset that ANC support budget uh, vote 12. Chairperson, in South Africa, the right to and, the pro and protection of life of our people is entrenched in the Constitution. The need for, the sa for a safe and reliable transport infrastructure and services is fully captured in the ANC transport policies. These policies were, have found expression in the 1996 White Paper on, the na on National Transport. The 2012 National Development Plan, Vision 2030, also makes a provision for an effective, reliable, safe, and, uh, and affordable public uh, transport and uh, uh, infrastructure. Uh, Chairperson, I do want to reflect on the historical background of where all our challenges began, including transport challenges in our country. This is purely the legacy of apartheid, perfectly encapsulated in the ways of the, of the architect of apartheid, Dr. Hendrik Fairwood, whose instruction to successive administration was unambiguous. He told the then parliament that, I quote, we must take the implementation of separate development so far that no future government will ever be able to reverse it, close quote. We will never forget black, we will never forget that black people were removed by force from their areas and relocated to the slums of the outer skirts of uh, white, whites only cities and remote country side. This disadvantage has been life, have, have, this, this disadvantage has made life very difficult for our learners, especially in rural areas. Hence, they had to travel long distances to school. Casey, that we have been dealing with for the past 25 years of our freedom and democracy. The ANC government has been working tirelessly to improve the overall condition of life of the majority of South Africans. Uh, Chairperson, it is important to note that during apartheid era, there was no provision for learner transport, since black, people, black people's well-being was not a priority. In contrary, the ANC-led government has prioritized this in ensuring access to schools. Uh, Chairperson, as ANC government, we remain resolute in the implement implementation of the National Infrastructure Plan which aims to transform our economy landscape while simultaneously creating significant number of jobs and strengthening the delivery of uh, basic services. Despite the difficult uh, background that we are working against, the ANC-led government is in the province has managed to make some strides, especially with regards to scholar transport. Consistent with the Freedom Charter's clause, that says, I quote, the doors of learning and culture shall be open, close quote, and with the Bill of Rights in the Constitution, 
chapter 2, section 29, which categorically states that everyone has the right to education, the ANC-led government has progressively invested in access to basic education through the provision of scholar transport in order to free uh, our people from the triple challenges, which is uh, poverty, unemployment, uh, and inequality. It is an undisputed fact that this department has delivered bridges, tart roads, and pedestrian crossing, to mention but a few. The construction of Kotamotale interchange here in Peterborough, Gateway interchange, Gateway interchange in, in, in Durban, and the finalization of the Hammersdale interchange has uh, completely transformed the face of KwaZulu-Natal. This is a typical example of the contradiction to Fervut's assertion. Let me commend the department for, working for, for the work done in provision of the learner transport services as it is now fully managed by the Department of Transport. The provincial learner transport framework has, was finalized in September 2018. This has seen uh, learners more than 320 schools in the current financial year being provided with transport. A total of more than 47,000 learners have, been, have benefited. This will go a long way in improving absenteeism and learner achievement. In addition, in addition, in the current financial year, the department has provided 3,000 bicycles to improve learner attendance in rural schools. These uh, measures are welcome development if we are to address the social imbalances of, of the past. We, we also condemn, commend the department's management plan on the procurement of a learner transport service provider, which will be implemented on the 1st of September 2019. Despite achievements identified, we want to acknowledge that we still have concerned, concerns pertaining to number of schools that are still in, in, in need of a scholar transport. We hope uh, that the funding will incrementally be increased uh, to uh, cater for this need. We are concerned about the recording of uh, ir the irregularity, irregular expenditure as identified by the Auditor General, but also commend the corrective measures uh, implemented by the Department. We commend the commitment by the Department to institute the consequence management to the implicated officials. We will continue to monitor whether the department implements corrective measures that it committed to in relation to annual financial statements submitted for auditing, which were not prepared in accordance with the prescribed financial reporting framework. We therefore recommend that the department should treat uh, audit funding with the seriousness it deserves. We hope uh, the, that the department will learn uh, variable lessons from Walter Sisulu's reflections in prison in 1976 when he said that, and I quote, every organization engaged in the national reparation 
consistent with uh, consistent has consistently has to isolate, analyze, search for solutions crucial for its continued existence and growth, and to successful to, to and to success and to the success of the struggle as a whole. In a certain sense, the story of our struggle is a story of problems arising and problems being overcome. Honorable uh, Chairperson, the strangers called the log mob, the Awazum Department, Uma Uyang Ali and Agi Tempend, the Awazum Lala Epasin, the Scottish Obanjulul, La Cona, Lizo Kitigus, Luge Pasin, in Awazukamba Epas, Zulale Cona, forty kilometers away from home. But in Yangalo Hulman Manji, Uzuhamba Tiele, lose your figure and pen, your figure a Kayalang Zalakon. Sitasibong and Angoba, Abantu Babat in Yena Sensi, Hulmenga ANC, Gulamiago twenty five. Of course, the interior show food to tenant. Bazo Kubega, no developer, Goksugan, but developer in Gogub Sang. Thank you. The next speaker to debate is Honorable uh, Motley for 15 minutes. Thank you, Madam Chair. Thank you, Honorable MECs, Honorable Members, and all protocol observed. Let me first take this opportunity in recording our congratulations to Honorable Kaunda for being reappointed as MEC of Transport. We acknowledge the work done by the MEC in the past and thank him for his telling leadership but much remains to be done in this portfolio. The IFP welcomes the budget allocation. It is a well-known fact that roads and transport department plays a pivotal role. We therefore wish to highlight the following issues that warrant immediate attention. On infrastructure and excess roads, in an effort to improve the business environment, government must set out to make the province of KwaZulu-Natal more attractive by enhancing road infrastructure development. <laughs> Honorable MEC, the IFP is concerned about the lack of progress on the road works on the N2 over the Amslali River Bridge. To date, there has been no feedbacks or reasons for the complete lack of work undertaken on this section of the northbound lanes. Three and a half years after the N2 was narrowed to a single lane at the Amslali River and the Mvoti River for upgrades, the project still remains incomplete. Work originally began in February 2016, but construction stopped when the main contractor in Yoni project was liquidated after being paid 15.5 million by central. It is no secret that lucrative government tenders go to politically connected individuals with little or no experience in the required field of expertise. There are many botched projects that have eroded the ratepayers' money as people who are given these tasks, guzzles funds and never complete the job. We want the MEC to implement a transparent system of tenders that will ensure that funding allocated to the department fulfills its intended purposes accordingly and not even a cent land 
on wrong ends. The MECB, MEC spoke about Road D1841 is located in the Amkanya Guda District Municipality. Currently, this road is being upgraded from gravel to blacktop. The communities of Amkanya Guda, by providing safe and well and all weather access to local schools, clinics, and police stations. The construction work of this road from Ndumo to Ndabalani started in 2017, but to date it remains incomplete. A few weeks ago, concerned citizens from Ndumo wrote to Ilanga newspaper raising their frustration about this road. They raised serious concerns about the incompetence of the contractor. They alleged that the construction work only takes place once a week, then stops sometimes even for weeks without construction taking place. They further allege that they have reported this to your department, Honorable MEC, but no action has been taken. As the IFP, we urge the Honorable MEC to institute an urgent investigation into this matter. We further urge that the Portfolio Committee on Transport must urgently conduct an oversight visit to this road and other projects under the Department of Transport. The IFP notes that the Department of Transport under Operation Kusukutulu and the African Renaissance Roads upgrading programs focus on rural infrastructure development. But the IFP is concerned that many people in rural areas in KwaZulu-Natal still have to use untarred roads. Rural transport development has become one of the country's main problems. Some in the rural areas have to walk long distances to access public transport. It is important for the KZN Department of Transport to focus on the improvement of mobility and access in rural areas. If gravel roads are not maintained properly, the rain will eventually wash away the gravel and expose the rock bed. The solution lies in making our rural development work more effective. On Road Traffic Inspectorate, RTI, we also want to commend the MEC for employing a new chief director in the RTI. <clears throat> as, our, as the IFP, we would like to urge the MEC and the Road Traffic Management Corporation, RTMC, to urgently finalize the implementation of a 24-hour shift system for traffic officers in the province in an attempt to bring down the high death rate on the province's roads. In, in the same breath, we would like to register our objection to a new policy by the Department of Public Service and Administration, DPSA, aimed at reducing the number of overtime hours that road traffic inspector RTI officers may work. This will have damaging consequences as officials, officials will only be able to patrol roads for a certain period. Therefore, we need a system that will encourage that officers are always visible on our roads 24 hours of the day. This is because, as we speak, the RTI is accurately short of the desired staff, complement, and resources. We would like to seek answers from the Honorable MEC on when RTI officials can be expected to be visible on our roads. We need an update on what progress has been made in addressing this issue as he was in the process of writing a letter to the Minister of Public Service and Administration to exempt traffic officers from the directive. Another burning issue is cadre deployment and nepotism in the RCI. This has resulted in the inspectorate being dysfunctional. For far too long, critical posts have been left vacant, hampering the effective functioning of the department. These posts should be identified immediately and qualified candidates should be appointed to ensure that the job is effectively executed. As in all other posts, 
The IFP strongly opposes cadre deployment and nepotism. It simply makes no sense for these critical posts to remain vacant for longer, especially against the backdrop of the dismal employment rate and the challenges faced by the department. We urge the MEC to fast-track this process and ensure that these critical posts are filled without any further delays. Bribes and corruptions must be weeded out in the issuing of driver's licenses and within the traffic law enforcement offices in our roads. The MEC must ensure that traffic police accepting bribes are dismissed if found guilty. The department needs to deal with lawless elements in the RTI. Those who are flouting our laws must be given severe jail sentences. As the IFP, we reiterate our call upon the KwaZulu-Natal's MEC of Transport to urgently work on a plan with implementable measures to tackle corruption within the road traffic inspectorate in the province, the levels of graft, bribery, abuse of power, failure to act, and dereliction of duty by officials in all ranks of law enforcement are disturbing. The IFP calls for the removal of greedy and ethically compromised individuals and those who use the profession as a get-rich-quick scheme. Corrupt driving testing centers must be named and shamed. In addition, the MEC must address the issue of endless queues, frustrate drivers trying to renew licenses and applying for learners' licenses in driver training centers, especially in Durban. The KZN provincial government should deal with corruption head-on without fear, favor, or prejudice. We believe that improving financial accountability and fighting corruption are essential for good governance. Good governance is a fundamental right in a democracy and it brings about transparency and accountability. Exorbitant cost of license fee. It is common in knowledge that the province is losing out on much needed revenue as many motorists are going to provinces such as Kauteng and Pumalanga for their licenses due to the fees being too high in KZN. The department should urgently consider reducing the cost of license fees so as to encourage more revenue to flow into our province. It is unacceptable to lose revenue to other provinces when we can take simple measures to reduce or bring fees in line with those provinces that we are currently losing revenue to. On Shova Kalula program, the IFP wish to raise a serious concern regarding the effectiveness of Shova Kalula program that provides bicycles to people including learners. This project aimed to improve the mobility of South Africans through promoting bicycle transport especially amongst the most disadvantaged who currently have to walk long distances to get to school and work. Our main concern is that this program does not solve the problem of left of proper and safe scholar transport. The department cannot be so proud that it has addressed the issue of scholar transport. Bicycles do not protect learners from inclement weather conditions, rape, and mountainous areas. We are concerned about the specification of the bicycles and if they was any monitoring to ensure that bicycles distributed all over the province, province reached the intended recipients. Honorable MEC, we seek answers on what happens to bicycles at the end of their working life. Who is responsible for maintaining the bicycles as poor learners found it difficult to maintain, maintain bicycles at their own expense? In 2018, the MEC stated that they will, in the new financial year, distribute a further 2,400 bicycles the question is where in those bicycles and which schools were beneficiaries of this program. Scholar transport. We welcome the movement of the learner transport 
function from education to transport. In this province, there are communities living on the farms, and many learners walk long and dangerous distances to schools with risk of attack or rape. Moreover, the modes of transport currently used still pose dangers to children. Rural learners must be prioritized in the provision of scholar transport. Taxi violence. The IFP believes that it is high time for KZ and MEC of Transport to devise a new comprehensive plan to address ongoing taxi violence in the province. This call is being em emphasized following the recent gun battle in Mandani, north of Durban, that resulted in six vehicles being torched recently. Concrete solutions are needed to address the conflicts that permeate the taxi industry. There should be highly effective enforcement which will contribute to commuter safety as well as end the vicious cycle of violence in the industry. There is no place for trigger-happy and lawless elements who are responsible for destabilizing the industry, putting the lives of all road users at risk. The IFP retaliates its call for a taxi sub subsidy to be implemented. We believe that this subsidy will effectively address many of the current challenges that besets the taxi industry. It would also facilitate a greater level of accountability, transparency, and help to reduce taxi violence, which seems to be the order of the day in, this in, in the industry. The IFP is of the view that the implementation of a taxi subsidy will help to restore dignity and order in the beleaguered industry, which currently operates with little or no rules, and this lawlessness has to date claim numerous lives. We urge the Honorable MEC to look into this proposal with the urgency it deserves, as the positive spin-offs of this subsidy will help to counteract the negative elements that plagues the industry currently. Road accidents. Earlier, earlier this year, when the former Transport Minister, Dr. Bladin Zamanda, released the road accident statistics, KwaZulu-Natal recorded the highest number of road deaths in the country during the festive season, where it recorded 267 crashes with 328 fatalities. We therefore urge the KZN MEC of Transport to fulfill his promise he made that as a department they will redouble the efforts to ensure that the proposed interventions to curb road deaths, including the implementation of the ARTO road traffic offenses. At the demerit point system was carried out, we also emphasize the immediate implementation of the 24-hour traffic police visibility on our roads. Action against incompetent contractors. The Encarta Freedom Party is concerned about the mediocre work by KwaZulu-Natal contractors who have dismally failed to complete projects on schedule and commensurate with good standards of quality. One example is delays in construction of the long-awaited Potshepston informal intermodal facility which has left commuters and traders baffled over the state of the Potshepston bus rank which was meant to be converted into a temporary taxi rank. The initial plan was to overhaul the existing bus rank at a cost of 10 million by the end of January 2019. However, this could not be done as the contractor has left the site due to alleged technicalities. The IFP calls on government to back blacklist all local and foreign contractors who abandon projects or who take too long to complete projects as well as those who fail to deliver a quality and product. Such delayed projects are costing the province billions of rands unnecessary expenditure which could be better used in worthier projects to improve road safety in our province. The IF <coughs> SMME, SMMEs are the engine of Kozulu Natal's economy, but quite a significant number of them are unable to sustain the operations. 
The IFP urges the Honorable MEC to ensure the preferential procurement policy framework as act is enforced. The policy ensures that subcontracting is a condition of tender aspect, which requires that 30% of the value of contracts above 30 million must be subcontracted to exempted microenterprise or qualifying business enterprise. And this policy is in line with the prescripts of Section 217 of the Constitution. The Honorable MEC must also ensure that contractors are paid on time with the 30 days period. While the government wants to build small businesses, it is also destroying them through late payment for their services. When a company is not paid for more than 30 days, it affects the business and family and everything connected to it. The Public Financial Act, PMFA, is clear that payment must be done in 30 days and those who ignored this are guilty. What is lacking is accountability from the HODs in provincial government, yet they receive bonuses at the end of every year. These, these delays are jeopardizing the economy and leading to job losses. I thank you. Thank you, Honorable Member. The next speaker to debate is Honorable S. Hussain for 12 minutes. Honorable Speaker, we meet once again in this House to assess the progress we have made and highlight the challenges that still need to be overcome. Our history created an unequal society, and in many respects, since 1994, South Africa has made progress in many areas. More South Africans today have received services from government than ever before. Yet, we still have so much more to achieve, to bridge the gaps between the wealthy and the poorer communities. If we want to make a significant contribution towards bridging this gap, then we have to start with the children of this land. We have to make sure that we do, not, we do our very best to provide for those who cannot provide for themselves. Because of the disadvantaged, they have, to suffer, they have suffered from the apartheid government. Children from poorer communities will never be able to compete fairly with those from the wealthier communities. And if we do not bridge this gap, the inequalities of our past will continue to haunt our communities into the future. Take, for example, the thousands of children in our province who still have to walk many kilometers every day to get to school, whilst others have the benefit of being dropped off at the school gates. Thousands of learners in our province wake up every day before sunrise and leave home on an empty stomach. They walk long distances and often under poor weather conditions to receive a basic education and prepare themselves for adulthood so that they too can enjoy the freedom that all the citizens of this country have fought for. But for these children, they are the ones who actually take the long walk to freedom every day. By the time they reach schools, their schools, they are tired and hungry and will naturally have the difficulty concentrating throughout the day. And then they have to walk back home, often getting there when it's almost time for bed. How can we expect to bridge the divides in our society when such massive inequalities still exist in our society? How can we expect these children to compete on an equal footing when their foundations are so unequal? Today I dedicate my speech to all the children in this province who have lost their lives traveling to and from school with or without access to learner transport. 
let me also recognize that since 2015, we have made many advances in school learner transport in the province. But, Honorable Speaker, the fact is that we still have thousands of children who still walk distances to, to school, and, should be, and this should be an embarrassment to this government. After 25 years, no child in this province should have to endure these struggles just to receive an education. This is a matter that should be attended to as a matter of priority. But instead, the Learner Transport Program has been bouncing around departments like an unwanted child. In fact, the Department of Transport has not even finalized a provincial policy on learner transport. Just this weakness on its own is an indication of, of just how serious the department takes this matter. There are over 6,000 schools in the province, with 320 schools that are accommodated under this project, with the department providing transport for about 55,000 learners. This is not even half of what is actually required in this province. Since 2017, there has been no growth whatsoever towards the provision of additional support for rural communities. Children with disabilities are being ignored, and some communities are now approaching the courts to force the department to provide for their children. Take Tembad Lamini, for example, a 14-year-old disabled child from the northern KZN who has to pay 250 rand every month to travel by taxi to school. His parents live, in a gov uh, live off government grants. We have to admire the tenacity of his parents, who still make every effort to ensure that young Temba receives an education. There are an estimated 138,000 other children with disabilities who are receiving no education at all, all because of a lack of transport to schools in our province. These are the forgotten children of Mzanzi. Where is the money going? Yet this department can see that there's a need for 11 million rands on consultants to monitor the learner transport program. This is a waste of valuable resources, and in our view, aimed at rooting valuable resources towards unnecessary tenders. To further reaffirm this view, I remind this House of an unannounced visit conducted in October 2015 by the Portfolio Committee to schools in Harding. It was found that a vehicle used for learner transport had plain tires, non-functional windscreen wipers, no number plates, and was unlicensed. Despite this, this driver was allocated a valid permit and a certificate of roadworthiness. This is just one, of the ca one case of many, where it is clear that apart from the lack of law enforcement from the lo local traffic police and RTI, consultants were paid 11 million rand to ensure that subsidized learner transport operators adhered to their mandate. Well, another 11 million rand down the drain. Not only is there a massive backlog in the provisions of learner transport and wastage of valuable resources, the safety of our learners is also not given the attention it deserves. <clears throat> Children who have no choice but to rely on public transport place their lives at, the risk, at, at risk every day in overloaded taxis and buses in our province. Far too often, we hear about horrific stories of children who have lost their lives while traveling on public transport to and from school. And when these incidents occur, our politicians visit the families, offer their condolences, issue media statements, and life goes on as normal until the next tragedy occurs. 
No requisite action follows. And then there are those who are abused by government-funded programs because of the lack of proper screening of people who transport children to schools. Just last month, a 12-year-old Imanzim Toti pupil who used learner transport to and from school was repeatedly raped by the driver. She gave birth to a baby girl recently. Three months after the incident was reported, the driver was not arrested. If you are a known sex offender in this province, you can easily transport young girls to school in this province and nobody will stop you because this department does not have a plan or policy to protect our children. Anyone, even those without valid driver's license, can transport children to school because there is no proper screening and accreditation for drivers. There is also no regular checks conducted on roadworthiness of vehicles used to transport children to schools, which is why we hear so often the horrendous incidents where children have died. Honorable Speaker, these are an important and urgent matters that deserves the requisite attention. I would like to hear from the MEC whether he has taken note of these serious concerns and what exactly is he planning to do to attend to this. Honorable Speaker, of recent, there has been an increase in lawlessness on our roads in this province. A wave of violent protests and xenophobic attacks on truck drivers have given our province once again a bad name. This province is well known for its xenophobic attacks on foreign nationals. These incidents occur because people have lost confidence in our government's ability to manage migration in our country. So they take the law into their own hands. These incidents have had a massive impact on our economy of our country. Businesses in our province have lost millions of friends, and in order to survive, they have to recover these costs from consumers, making life even more difficult for the citizens of KZN. Many businesses are already considering relocation because they too are losing confidence in our government's ability to ensure that their trucks and businesses are protected on our roads. Whilst there has been significant decrease in the number of attacks recently, these incidents will flare up again because millions of undocumented foreign nationals are roaming our streets without detection. In a country where 10 million people are walking the streets without jobs, we have to do everything in our power to reverse this growing trend of joblessness. This is a matter that the DA takes very seriously and will form the foundation of our approach in this sixth democratic administration. If there is any department in this province that can make a massive contribution towards job creation, it's this department. By opening up new routes, creating new infrastructure, and building bridges between businesses and communities, this department can build a conducive environment for investment in our province. But instead, what are we seeing is a wastage of resources and poor management of the little money that we have available. The department is currently battling with forensic investigations which remain unresolved since 2013, fruitless and wasteful expenditure of 19 million rand and irregular expenditure of over 4 million rand. This is money that could have been spent and put to better use had there been proper controls in place. The issue of irregular and fruitless expenditure has become the normal standard operating procedure of this legislative department. If this was a DA-led government, we would dedicate greatest, the greatest share of the provincial budget to frontline departments critical for economic development, such as the Department of Transport. We would also invest in more of the latest IT systems to improve financial management and controls, and also strengthen oversight of supply chain management procedures. This would stay 
stem the leaking of much needed uh, funds through irregular expenditure and corruption. A DA-led government would also increase accountability and consequence management systems to deter officials contemplating corrupt activities. The health and the prosperity of our province and its people will never be assured under an ANC government if the key elements are not addressed. The future of KZN requires a capable state. It is only the DA that can provide a true assurance and a hope. I thank you. Uh, thank you, Honourable Speaker. Uh, member, uh, the next speaker to debate, uh, we are now going to have a debate by Honourable N. Dombela for 10 minutes. Thank you, Honourable Chairperson, members of the Executive Council present. <coughs> Let me join other members in welcoming and participating on this budget debate of the Department of Transport. Amilka Cabral, one of the foremost African, Africa's anti-colonial revolutionaries of Kinapisai, once said, always bear in mind that the people are not fighting for ideas, for the things in anyone's head. They are fighting to win material benefits, to live better, and in peace to see their lives go forward to guarantee the future of their children. I close quote. Let us go below because it's cadestning sibo hulmen sibene kubolo. Kodo umale kubolo zetu zinga figi zitintengo umyombo wempe abantu bagit ziba easy we must all agree. This is the mantra we should, we should guide and all of us when we debate this budget debate and we see how to move forward. In South Africa, the public transport industry comprises of three main modes of transportation, mainly your traditional commuter rail system, buses and taxis. Of all three, only the first two are subsidized by government in the main. However, the majority of commuters uses the taxi services followed by buses and trains. The system of apartheid left a legacy of social segregation and a highly distorted separation of people from both their places of work and most of social services required to live a productive life. The South African passenger transportation system was and still is by and large designed for daily transportation of labor to and from the workplace. This habitually involved transporting people of African descent from the peripheries of urban centers into the inner cities. More than 25 years into the democratic dispensations, South Africa's dreams of efficient, affordable, and integrated public transportation systems remain deferred in most instances because existing challenges that are present emanate from years of poorly provided yet heavily subsidized systems and networks among special segregation and other routes of unequal provision of infrastructure. During the scope of the 1996 White Paper on National Transport Policy, 
and the past pioneering papers, such as the Moving South Africa Strategy, the Public Transport Strategy, and Action Plan, and most recently, the Integrated Public Transport Network Plans. Efforts have been made to transform the provision of public transport infrastructure. The National Household Travel Survey conducted in 2014 has clear pointers to start from. It assessed the degree to which public transport services are offered, facilities provided, and expressed the associated cost and affordability for the users of public transport in the country. The data obtained in this study revealed that only 30% of households in South Africa then owned a car, with the other 70% depending on taxis, buses, trains, and other motorized transportation modes. Trains are often overcrowded and underpoliced. The major problem is that metro rail trains have been flawed by the constant lack of structure in terms of schedules and timeless arrival leading to inconveniencing people and disruption of their daily routine. However, there is an abundance of minibus taxis which provide a door-to-door service and flexibility to many commuters. Taxi industry is the most accessible and mode of transportation due to the route and network flexibility. Due to its self-regulation, it is affected by violence, with the association's reckless and negligent driver behavior. There are no strict laws or rules guiding this industry other than the rules permits and wallowism and takarism behavior of running this industry. Usiawenza umeshugo manji. Ekteni wazu kusebenza izi nga lakona linyuge no kopelelega no professional eksebenza nguayo oba ngeko eskatines nga pambilini. Loko bekzina kolele ekteni ogninge nga begenza gala kiona kukzina ngenza gali ngendele efanelegi leyo kukzina guba isimu eskinya beza kakula bandu bagiti. Lena imboni abandabani nga bamyama abangenegu ya bando kusima mangayo kepa imino kokega ilungisege gase, kungaba imboni engaba esegelo eskulu, soguti ingalazi ndo kusabantu, ibe ingalazi ndo esifisa ibe iyo, endi wazo batati babege abantu endeweda bafunukufingele lakzona, nangeskada bafunukufiangazo. Buses are regarded as a safer option when compared to other mode of transport for the average commuter. This challenge translates to longer travel time, which has a significant impact on their transport cost. There needs to be a wide-ranging planning that increases accessibility and provides an integrated transport system for people both in urban and rural areas. Hence, the imperative of the provincial department to play a more hands-on role on the implementation of the integrated public transport networks in particular in our major cities of Etegwini, Msunduzi, Nasehipis, Kaskosti. Sigusho logo ngoba umasi zipega dezi inchelo lezi 
zihlose ukuthi zihlanganise uhlelo lokuthuthwa kwabantu lube nezinga elinyukile and professional and elinokuthatha imboni libeke kwelingizinga but iqiniso singalikhuluma yokuthi zikhona inselelo kulabo masipala bethu ukuthi uhlelo balisingathi ngendlela efanelekileyo so ke kumele umnyango ungenelele ngasonke isikhathi uqinisekise uduluhlelo olufana nalolu lucala kulabo masipala ikakhulukazi abakhula abathathu luyaba yimpumelelo ngoba uma lube yimpumelelo inselelo eningi esikhuluma ngazo ziyovikeleka ziyophela ngoba uma lube yimpumelelo inkinga eningi abantu ababhekana nazo whether ukhuluma ngesitimela whether ukhuluma ngezamabhasi ziyoba nomthelela ongcongcwana nohlukileyo impilweni zabo yona inselelo lesiphonsayo emnyangweni ukuthi lolu hlelo lolu akesifakeni umfutho kulo sibone ungidlela eqhubeka ngalo lapha ngokumasikholela ukuthi uma lubanjwe ngekhali zamantunga ngempela lungasithatha lusibeke endaweni esifuna kusifuna sifakazulu Natal notwithstanding all the other challenges we are facing as a province uma sibheka ekuningi okuvelayo kwabanye abahlonishwa bakubekayo la kumele sivumbe isifunda sifakazulu Natal is one of the rural provinces in South Africa yonkani and uhlelo lukhona lokuthutha abafundi lukaliwe lunomthelelo obonakalayo ngonyaka nonyaka kunesabelo esinezelelwayo ukusikhulisa siye phambili iqinisa sanele engeke sanela futhi kodwa lokho kuyashi ukuthi ne uhulumeni onakekelayo uyasibona edingo salokho so ke lolo hlelo sizingqongqoshe alisaphothwe alisekelo liye phambili asiphinde sincuse ukuthi na umgcini mafa we province ukuthi uma khona lapho kunokwenzakalela khona ukuthathwa khona kunezelelwe kulo sicasho ngawenza umehluko omkhulu kubantu abasha bakazulu Natal ngoba uma sikhuluma ngeksasa lelizwe ibona ba eksasa lalo so ukhongolo sesiyasekela lesabelo sezimali siyabonga Thank you honorable member the next speaker to debate is honorable GF Mjali for 9 minutes 10 or 9 uh, honorable chair caucus of the EFF to all members of this house protocol observed honorable chair we stand up to confirm that we have no government in this province this is because of the shallow and the misplaced politically decision implemented as the government policy we have witnessed in numerous occasions the inability of the department to contain and control the anarchy that is dominant in the taxi industry it is a shame and a direct in, in the insult to our people that their lives are not protected by the government of their own choice we are further surprised by inability of this department to take responsibility as the leader of society this is seen in an everyday challenge of our people are subjected to challenges of assets of assets to mobility This is the case in Wamashu train station where congested train and unable to take ordinary men and women to work. 
where school children lose quality time of, of, our, of their education because of the collapse of train as a mode of transport. The rural people of this province continue to be the, the victim of lack of roads. Some give birth in their homes, while others die in their beds because uh, access has been denied by their own government. Those who achieve the ability to buy cars no longer go home because of the state of gravel road is very poor. In all the intervention this department can make, it chooses Shovagalula program, which is an intervention to improve mobility by providing bicycles to people, including learners in the rural, remote and poorly resourced areas to enable them to assess basic needs as well as the social and economic opportunities. This is clear and misplaced social relief program. How can the department provide the bicycles to take people to service instead of taking service to the people? What uh, economy, economic opportunity can be campaigned by a bicycle? This exposes how this department devalue our people at, the, at this is a, a strategic most viable, viable to overpopulated and usually de development states. Ours is none. Moreover, this department has the courage to enslave our people, especially the youth, and waste their time through initiatives such as EPWP. It is also a major leadership crisis that this department must waste the money of the people through initiatives such as the public transport operations, which rents buses at a very expensive and irrational rate. This must be managed by the department taking radical steps toward insourcing and creating the department's own capacity to run its affairs. This saves money and become a breeding ground for effective and efficient service delivery. The vision of this department, which is <coughs> prosperity through mobility, is very far-fetched with the current standard of roads in our province. Our province is the biggest in geography. It has access to a number of countries, hence it is economically enter alternative. This reality must pressure these departments towards an intensive program centers and refurbishing the province's road. This must be done and administered through state-owned infrastructure company, com company targeted and built and maintained roads for economic dominance. Also, the departments must take means and measure to ensure that these all taxes without road access are removed from our roads as they endanger the lives of the drivers, passengers, and the other motorists. This must allow the department to move towards creating our own taxi vehicles, which will sell taxis at subsidized rates to all those who bring back their old ones. 
A caring department must not harass its own people. It must provide ways of empowerment and capacitation. The, the department must with immediate effect release of taxes which are impounded and also through a deliberate political program wipe all taxes ticket debts. This will create conducive and uh, amicable working relative between the two spheres and breed more modes of conflict resolution and management in this difficult industry. For any development state as ours, any province which claims to be nerve of business and economic stimulation as ours, it is paramount that adequate roads and rails at all complementary infrastructures are of wealth standard that facilitate goods condition of movement of goods. Products and people while not compromising the safety and the security of the people. Thank you. So I'm going to to Eh Salo Nagubage Sina Logunjuti department. I took any Sara Kulgazi M Kwakenia Semakaya Sisuperakulu Guyon Sikuluma Jumparatwa La Pondi Netanital John Isolung and Elukulango Columpigi Shukalazangwako. Or change the The Department of Transport must speed up or accelerate its program of road construction to address the highest number of Pambi dangerous, uh, inadequate roads. In some areas, especially in rural areas, there is urgent need for a tar, tar roads. Eminim Ugiaka. Bese benigwa eminye. Mshambe eso telu tumnyangu kpege logo ngoba. Gwenzguti umkikunga hambi gase. The NFP also uh, has a concern uh, with regards to the roads in Nongoma. Lapa <coughs> kwa mantla antla kwa ward 12. Na kwa koba ama kaku kwa ward 9. Nago mbuzi. Imkwa kia kona engongoshe ayinze kotwa njalo glogtiwa ipacheti kona besi itini ngakiu. And also the road from Umkuze to Nongoma that connects Umkuze with Nongoma also needs to be attended because wakandwa washiwe njeleni agwenze gluto njengamanji. The department must also address the issue of shortage of bridges in places like Mandeni, where some educators and learners 
of Ifale to combine primary school are, are being exposed in danger as they had to swim uh, across the river in order to reach uh, the preferred destination, especially when it's, a, it's, a, 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 it's raining heavily. Nalape kanga twenes nyonya anempolompu no kopelo kasham sinenkinga yama prichi ingana zi eskolin. Seng peta, gipeta ngele transport. That needs to be prioritized in order to assist those learners who travel for more than 20 kilometers per day. It's, it's a serious matter that uh, the departments needs to attend urgently. I thank you. Thank you, Honorable Member. The next speaker to debate is Honorable S. Tako Rajpansi for three minutes. Thank you, Honorable Speaker. Honorable MEC, my focus is on how to make transport gender friendly, and the Minority Front would like to see innovative programs and projects for pink transport to make public transport safe for women and children. In many countries, NGOs are formed to train taxi and bus drivers to take care of women and children commuters. We must engage people in this sector, which can only have a positive impact on job creation and ensure KwaZulu-Natal is a safe tourist destination. Honorable MEC, thank you for fencing areas on the freeway to prevent grazing stock from causing accidents, as well as improving the, the road drainage systems and getting rid of debris from our roads timelessly. However, accidents are causing huge traffic backlogs on all major roads. We need to separate lanes for trucks and abnormal carriers. Traffic jams cause many work-related and road rage problems. Hence, it is important to redesign our roads to circumvent these bottlenecks. Ample parking spaces should be provided at reasonable intervals on the slow lane sides. The middle grassy patches between the freeways need to be used as switchover lanes on road points for both sides to allow traffic to continue uninterrupted until accident sites are cleared. I can sketch these for officials if my explanation is not that pictorial. Thanks to the Department for Electronic Messaging, now we need more information signages, especially in rural areas. Honorable Speaker, South Africa is a unitary state, and federalism may not be an ANC policy. But our borders need control from criminal elements. Therefore, we must initiate a border safety program, Honorable MEC, because drugs and violence is being imported. Finally, Honorable MEC, does the department have an app to communicate with commuters real time? There should be investment in an app to respond timelessly to road use issues. The Minority Front supports this budget with these recommendations. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Member. Uh, we are now going to give uh, time to debate to Honorable Fraser for 10 minutes. Thank you, Madam Chair, uh, honorable MCs, honorable members, our guests, I greet you all. Madam Speaker, it is my great pleasure and privilege to be, and privilege to be one of those mandated by the glorious movement, the African National Congress, to represent it in the sixth administration. 
Madam Speaker, as correctly stated by our President, His Excellency Cyril Ramaphosa, in his State of the Nation address, when he said, I quote, I dream of a South Africa where the first entirely new city built in the democratic era rises, with skypers, schools, universities, hospitals, and factories, unquote. Being inspired by his words, I also strongly believe that the KZN Department of Transport under the stewardship of Honorable Kawunda is driven by the same dream and passion towards improving people's lives in Guazulu Natal. Indeed, Eleanor Roosevelt was on point when she said, I quote, the future belongs to those who believe in the beauty of their dreams, unquote. It's clear great minds think alike. The Premier of KwaZulu Natal, Honorable Zialala, in his State of the Province address, reiterated the fact that radical economic transformation remains our overarching framework to expedite economic transformation. And of course, the Department of Transport in the province have clearly, Madam Speaker, demonstrated that it is very serious about radical economic transformation agenda by developing a policy which will fast track the achievement of radial social, of radical socio-economic transformation in Guazulu Natal transport sector, which is called the inclusive growth, unity, and economic liberation of African, popularly known as Igula. Madam Speaker, Igula has its three strategic pillars. Uh, the first one, uh, pursuing an internal agenda transformation. In this pillar, the department uses its procurement spending to accelerate its socio-economic transformation objectives among suppliers and recipients of subsidies. In this case, the revised PPFA will be of great assistance. And of course, the department have invested in human resources development to get capacitated personnel to drive this program. The second pillar, Madam Speaker, is to implement radical transformation policies. For each and every transformation program, there should be relevant policies in place. On this one, the SOEs and the agencies are encouraged to implement this pillar. It's where the department is ensuring that the small medium enterprises which are black owned have set aside, which addresses the imbalances of the past. Madam Speaker, it's critical to mention that women are the victims of triple oppression in terms of class, race, and gender but in this case, they are beneficiaries of Igula. We all know that empowering a woman is empowering the whole nation. This is part of our long program to redress injustices of the past. The African National Congress is making great strides in ensuring that women are exposed to more opportunities that were never made available to them before 1994. 
There was a time where patriarchy convinced the entire society that a woman's place is in the kitchen. But through initiatives like those of Department of Transport, it's clear that women have a lot to offer. Women are the pillars of our families. We are therefore encouraged by this gesture as women to be given 30% in the set aside. And we appreciate a lot as women in Wazulu Natal, Honorable MEC. The NC led government, Iakauleza, Uputula is in Pilozo Mama. We are Bonagala and M7Zens with Department of Transport. We all know that Africa is having an, an unemployment challenge. So these initiatives of giving the youth 35% is assisting KZN youth a lot. Sonke Siazu would see challenge your unemployment, but it department, your transport, your bond, you would see sites. Youth. It is worth noting that youth includes young women. So in real terms, women will benefit more than the targeted 30%. As Aban Besfazani, again, those who are under 35, but benefit 30% in benefit youth. Military veterans, people whom we enjoy this South Africa today because of their sweat, are also benefiting thanks to the ANC-led department, which gave them 10%. And people with disability are also getting 5%. Indeed, the dream of those powerful men and women who gathered at Clifton in 1955 is continuously being realized when they said, I quote, the wealth of the country shall be shared, unquote. The third pillar external focus as facilitator and custodian of the transformation process deals with the positioning of the department as the custodian of transformation. This department, and they have demonstrated, have demonstrated in many ways that they take issues of transformation very seriously with its outstanding with its, its outstanding initiatives like Vuguzake Constructor Incubator Program. In this program, women in construction are getting assistance and support. It alleviates poverty and also develop them. Madam Speaker, there's also another program called Vugai Bambi, a routine road maintenance program, which empowers the youth. Again, women are beneficiaries in this program. They get to work. Uh, they get work opportunities and training, and at the same time, women empowerment is prioritized in this department. Thank you, Comrade Kawunda and your team. In conclusion, um, Madam Speaker, while I'm still on that, I'm reminded of, 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 of the, 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 the ANC dream when they were uh, busy with the document ready to govern. The state had categorically clear that when we are in power, we will overcome the legacy of inequality and justice created by colonialism and apartheid. Indeed, that dream is now being realized. 
In conclusion, the ANC is engaged in a national democratic revolution, which is underpinned by non-sexism and a constant pursuit of prosperity for the society that we envisaged in the ANC. This is the revolution we are pursuing, not just in slogans, but in practical deeds and demonstrated by our ANC-led government uh, programs, such as Igula. Department Transport, it's only the ANC that knows that women has a role to play in the society. We therefore appreciate a lot that an opportunity is given to African women, Singoma, Mabase KZN, Sibongarakulu, with department, Sibongarakulu, Guhulmeni, Oholwa, ANC, ASCI support budget. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Member. The next speaker to debate is Honorable uh, Pagati, <clears throat> M.E. Pagati, for three minutes. Chairperson, the Department of Transport is a very important is very important in terms of economic development, business development as well as tourism. A poor road infrastructure can cripple any any society. As Vumelane Goguchi MEC Usene Indao, Wazul Natal, Indao, Esemakai, Lapuimka, going around in Angelewi Yonayon, Mim Biak Hambegi, Futi, we are Tinga Uti, see attend the London or Kulukshesh, as Fumela and a Futu Uti, we are Slimaza, Ubonagala, Wendao, Zasemakai. Zikubega Zibanengozi, Zoglimala Wengan, Zilimaza Uchi, transported seven the corner lapo, is seven the hamba, ain't the win, as Nalung Siwang Angel with Yonayon. Chair Sikela Uchi, Sibenis Parami Sosoguchi, it is a concern that the construction or repair of public roads takes longer to be finished, and that results to number of accidents in our roads. As ATM, we support the budget. Thank you. Thank you, ATM, for saving us time. Uh, we are now going to have Honorable S.E. Mangaile to speak for three minutes. Uh, thank you, Chair. Babo uh, ABC over transport. Uh, SACDP, we are happy about this clear and outlined budget 
by the Department of Transport. However, I want to have a request, especially to the minister, that if you, minister, if you go to Mtuba Tuba, from the road, road from Mtuba Tuba to Nongoma, uh, there is a mine there, coal mining. Uh, that portion from Somkele downwards, Aksahambeg in Tobo. Minister, if you can intervene and try to help the people of that area. Uh, again, the, the project of Kwapoboza Oibalile, Shushuwe, the project Yasemkose, Tawambo Dambi, Guna Malaits Lapa Amase, Minister Abebegiwe, Amakulu along the road, which prevent the crime. But Amasela Awazul Natali, Yatabana Gona Razundala Sweeten Cape, Nome Koli. Then now the streets and intersections are now black. Besante Lage, Minister Gumakum Essex Road, Siakela, I'm afraid to intervene, Ulegelele. I spoke about Natal Port, Apaluti, portholes for 10 kilometers. Our father and uh, Aba potholes where was would avenge up Nengozi. Ukona even amati uh, 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 roads. Okfadeli ngabe matlegabi. I travel in the Gupela Mshonichwa. Siakela ugutustelele. Kona zinzo kotela ngamasos pumalapa. Eti gu travel ushesha. Ngale 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 your budget was very detailed and outlined very well. As ACDP, we adopt your budget. Amen. Mfundis, we're now going to have uh, Honorable uh, M. Pintuni to speak for 12 minutes. Angbonge, Mpatislala. And all Uzo fundu kuthi imayini ine responsibility nayo yokulekelela umphakathi noma iziphi izinto edingeke emphakathini njengoba ke sekhona la ngamgquba mina ngimise khona ngoba ukuza kwazi ukubatshela ukuthi abawulungisi umgaqo ngoba ngeke ubulawe omunye umuntu obonakalayo bese uzotshela uzotshela ukuthi akwenza uministry ulungisa ngongqongqosho akulula kakhulu Ogospili engfisu kpaula ngago umshoni shumlochwa umshoni shumlochwa ukala ngeteni dalton leskate zegu ya FP ba betala bei buga yonke lemkato 
waze wahamba nonkosazana uma kwaza msibi bashiya bangakwazi washi AFP bengakwazi ukuyilungisa lemgaqo bebona lokho uyasala nabo manje usezo vula incwadi yesililo la kungaye kungelona lolwesine kungcono ukuthi ukuwe wakwazi ukuthi bayenze lento ewesi ewesi yase Beckville ewesi yaso kahlamba lakade umeya khona yena wahluleka ukwenza zonke lezi zinto sezibona manje ngobe sela angazi ukuthi bengazibona ini lesikhathi eseyumeya ngoba phela lezi zinto bekufanele ngabe wahambe seyilungisile uyangidisappoint njengoba uhutisha by profession uyazi ukuthi idepartment nedepartment inamabudget ngeke ukwenze konke ngesikhathi esisodwa and uyasho ngonqosho ukuthi uma uyifundile inkulumo yakhe it is work in progress and i'm sure ukububuyilalela ngabe uyakwazi ukulandela uma kalele ungidisappoint ile nje mina bengithatha ngokuthi ngoba mina ngidiploy ngapha efilidi uzohunderstand ukuthi kwenziwa kanjani uthi yakuna hulumeni like zetene kodula manje ngazi ukuthi ubona ukuthi uzokwenzani yenala kodwa ngoba ukhona unobhala wenhlangano yakhe kufuneka nje bamqosha nje abuye lekhaya ayohlale ekhaya ngoba kusho ukuthi akazi ukuthi yini lakiyona yena kodwa ke singamkhumbuza nje ukuthi hayi bo uyinqenyaka hulumeni sisi zithathe njengokuthi nawe une obligation ungatha una hulumeni ubukhona uma unengane ekhaya yakuzwa usho kanje izovelibola ukuthi le already kusho ukuthi alazi lenzani manje usezo oqhosha la sengazathi khona into abangayenza uma ke beke baba kuhulumeni Remember can you take your seat on our from lodger You are standing on which role on our remember Lisubuma ngorule 56 Ushobona lokho Eh, when you're fed up, Salo, 
I, uh, honorable chairperson. Honorable member, please continue to call honorable members. Honorable members. No, le le cellule gang is nigga up with umlo chwangi ase muga elai withdraw. Recognize <laughs> Utabanya banda wasai shemakaya obimka komimbi. Oyamana geta alama ni azu tu kuku kwenye tu watu upunguka. Umtazalele kwenye makaya, wakulela kona, watatunkoska zwa kona kaya. Masafiga tulopeni, watola banya banda bangono. Anapsai kabe sotoli zaba zoguti umkwakomubi. Manje Bakalaga kulunga mapa isigi losho vagalula. Angaze ngibo ningane ya bakamini wele ngezandla. Eye sebinisala mapa isigi. Na angazu guti lesi sifesu bangenayo. So kale labanyabandu. Aba wasebinisayo. Amapa isigi. Kunende la futi kriteria sasa iswai kwa identifier. Abandu anabatinga mapa isigi. En labe sala kona kumasepapu. Ama paisiki laba zabawa sebe nzise ya lao pia mazo banba laba ngani. Ngobabe ichablela nje. Kote makaya ama paisiki li ayasiza. Ngakula nchala kwa pekzulu mine matuba. Ufunde mpuku nyoni. Ngambange paisiki li. Manje. Singa afu nuguti. Singa tanduguti masesila. Sidi okren stenda. Singa zatosho vagalula. Siya wafuna kota maitiez. Ukutaba nbastelti atina masolushit. Lenda shio Honorable Hussein Futi Iyo kutabandu baya shayana baya afa Kwi iswa masocha manje e Western Cape Laguno hulumen kona weti ei Now angazu kuti hine metusa ayongoba Lezno zanzega ngisho kukuma provinces labe petakoni Now kushuti nje Umundu maenga sena indafunu kuhisho. Uya afunisi zaata kotele. Kutuwa mawamba no mfula. Bambelele na sestindi. Ukinu hambena asoge futi. Uko ninda isho honorable Hussein uguti. Uma kwekwa busa bona. 
bayo kodwa ngisola sangathi ukopela into eshomo ngamele yephupho ukhona iqulo laliqulwa uSteve eyathi nanto iphuphe ngiliphuphe izolo uphuphe ngidajukelwe I'm sure ukuthi mina iphupho ngeleli honorable Hussein analo uhonorable Hussein uma ngabe bebe ngakwazi ukuphatha le province kufanele ngabe nenamba yehlile inkathi bayovertakele manje bayehla ene angazike noma sivumelana abasanzene enkathi ukuthi bophambana phakathi bathi behla abanye abanye bebekhuphuka ene kusho ukuthi siyafulfileka makuyiso mina ngiyakholwa ukuthi kofuneka singazograndstand ngezinto esingazazila Ngifuna ukugcina ngale ngoba isiphi sami ngisibeke eceleni ngoba bengifuna ukunlungisa nje Kukhona lelesho honorable akhala ngayo njalo bavamisele ukukhala ngayo abantu abaningi kodwa ngale kheda deployment ayikhi department like ZN ANC engayitholanga ina abantu be IFP so to speak namanje kusekho basakhona ngoba ba protected by labor relations act Leyalelwa yithi sonke siyabasebenzi. Manje mina ngangikhona ngikholela ke ukuthi IFP yayingabafaki njengokuthi bayiphathi. Yayibafaka ngoba bekompetent. Namanje ngiyafuna ngikholelwa kuleyo nto. Abasiyeke nathi sibafaka abantu abakompetent. Ngoba bayithembe nge judgment ye ANC. Ukuze sikwazi ukuhamba kanye kanye sonke esihambe sonke. Ne IFP Unjalo ngiyabonga mphathi sihlala. Thank you honorable uh, member. member. We are now going to have the MEC for transport uh, honorable TM Kaunda responding. I want to 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 remind uh, the honorable member that you have got 15 minutes to respond. <clears throat> Thank you very much, uh, Chairperson, Madam Chair. <clears throat> uh, I can't agree more with you, Honorable Ntuli. Honorable Ntuli, on your sentiments uh, regarding cater deployment, um, there's nothing wrong with it. So if you think uh, it's something which does not exist, it exists in Western Cape, then. They apply cater develop deployment in Western Cape. So if you want to ask, go to Western Cape, you'll see what is happening. Uh, but to Honorable Kuala here, we'll just give you a reference uh, on how they did it here in this province. <clears throat> uh, but because there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. As long as you put competent people, look at the merit and all of that. So that's what is important. <clears throat> But the second one, I think, uh, honorable members, because I meet with all MECs, I meet with all MECs at the MinMEC level, all MECs from different provinces. This province where you are in is leading in terms of infrastructure. You can go to all other provinces. Go and check. Go to your Western Cape. You'll check that. You'll come back here and tell us what is the story there. Secondly, the issue of Lena transport. The issue of Lena transport, we are the leading province 
in terms of the numbers of learners who are beneficiaries in this scheme. Go to other provinces, check all of them, but with the less budget than the other provinces. <clears throat> So therefore, when you come here, it's good if you research. Go and research, check those provinces, bring states here, then we'll debate. <laughs> Honorable Rogers. <laughs> then we also want to respond on some issues. In terms of learner transport, there is national police that guides us, but we have developed our framework here, working with the Department of Education. We are clear. There is no policy uncertainty. So policies are very clear. They are there. We are implementing them. A minimum of three kilometers, you start from there, in terms of learners who must become the beneficiaries. But the the resources that we have are inadequate. I fully agree with colleagues who have raised that because the challenge Honorable Hussein, I think um, I welcome your input, but the challenge that I have, you came here, you gave us a wish list of your grievances, because you can't come here and give us grievances. Bring solutions, alternatives. So if you come here, you, you, you cry like a, a cry, crying baby, then you say, we don't have this, we don't have that, we don't have... No, bring solutions. So I wonder, if you say you'll govern this province, what you gonna do? Because we as government of KwaZulu-Natal, led by ANC, we have clear program of intervention uh, in areas where our people are still uh, faced with some challenges. So we are clear. And uh, we have a very good plan and a good story to tell where we come from as a province. It's a good story to tell today. Today, Impagati, Esendaune, Semakaya, Gonongoma, Gom Singa, Koshoba Shobane, Gom Zumbe. Today, they have Imkwako, Etiela, Enagazibe Konagbusabanyo Hulmin. But Lumkwako today, Banayo. So if Kuhutigeloko, Agusho Luto Gobanyebit, I Kyosho Inking Agelok. Eh, manchenga, <coughs> gishulegi ile guzwa gase manchenga, ukutubuti ingotwa, gizuile gangane manchenga, gotwa gishulegi ile guzwa gase in totality manchenga. Um, maje nami njobuwa na nkulumizu nje nkulumizu ba nkufuna ngizwe gase. Ngwamangzo kulumisa ngisi, isa ngisi sibuyesi ngazwa gase. President, the first deputy president of Santaco, South Africa, who is the chairperson of Santaco, Mr. Zone, the Bingelela, So, with the taxi industry. Because Abanya Siabazi, Bafunugumalapa, Grandstand, the taxi industry, I subsidize Kora futi u government loholwa ANC. Already there's a process. Uhulumena yenza yonjenga manji. Yo konsita leso skalo ngoba. I industry asbega guhulumena. Koto wazo natalis chiasi nga lindi. Kuzi lunge seleso skalo so subsidize wagwabo. Let us open opportunities in the bus sector. So that they become the owners of buses as well. So this industry are the beneficiaries of such initiatives. 
alindi kuzi kutazulinki nga isabsiti. Kota bangene, futisboni ili honorable members kuti le approach yeche loke seamba siti transforma le industry ya mapase peto usha ngoloto kwa zuli natali kwa baka mangeshezi. Siboni ili kuti kuzo status card ukwenza loko. So ama negotiated contracts because in National Land Transport Act give us two options. Whether you, you venture into negotiated contracts or you go for open tender system. So now we have decided because we are very decisive. We are now opting for the second option of going through open tender system so that we transform this industry with immediate effect. Because le is to 10%, 15%, 13%. So, if you have a part of our could reflect our demographics of this province uh, as we move forward. So, I see, 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 what are the interventions and will be convening a, a, a gathering with the very same people who are in the construction industry because we have identified some weaknesses. Some of the things are informed by the failure of contractors. Some of them are informed by really those who have not been exposed to opportunities. Now they are unable to, 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 to execute their responsibilities on the basis that uh, they are still trying to put things together. So as this government, that is why we have a contractor development and enterprise development program to support them. Because you can't come here, because at the end of the day, because we have already intervened in your own challenges. So that is the uh, uh, mentality that we have in our policy to develop people rather than destroying people moving forward. Then the issue of Ubaba um, Ubaba umla. <laughs> we have engaged we have engaged with Prasa and Transnet in the province and uh, we hope that as we engage with members of the portfolio committee we'll be able to clarify the provincial competencies as well as national competencies because I'm sure we are unable to differentiate between provincial and national competencies but we are coordinating because these activities are happening in our province and there are interventions we have also liaised with the Minister of Transport to make interventions we are happy that even in his budget speech uh, in National Assembly the Minister of Transport has made announcement of the new fleet that will be deployed to Gazul Natal so that we address the issue uh, of fleet that has been one of the challenges that have been confronting Prasa uh, in the province. On resuscitation of railway lines, 
uh, it's, it's an issue which we are also seized with because we need to migrate from roads to railway so that we reduce traffic and also those who are carrying goods, at least we have minimal number of trucks uh, in our roads. So that as well is also being attended and looked at. National Roads uh, so engagelo sandral ezinyeza zama challenges akona ukuthi sesayinkantolo some of the projects that we have made reference to honorable motley uh, are still being resolved in courts but uh, we have a very big hope that those issues will be addressed soon so that we we we, we recognize change in those uh, incomplete projects but with our own projects uh, we are going we are going to be hitting the ground running to ensure ukuthi into a cooperative when you make you cool economically, impure in Zalabo, ma'am. Go, myself, level three. Uso seven zelima look kibela as a julim sabin. Got a mom tatum for we cooperative. Lo, mama, uso was tutuga or kali cooperative. You should bonk a labantu, banner right on decision making. Oh, should moba faga, bazo decide la bona. I am police in Campanam police. Ezo decided by Holla Malin. Ibona bazo decide la maholo abo. Ibona futa bazo decide limala si save. Yinga kotina sin in chesegelo guti bonke la boma mesba convetang ale proclaim radical economic transformation. Bazot masebe tutugil, sebetwele mim seben zimkul, beta department nano wako sia sia hambatin aksalengenabany. That is incremental in nature because we should address the plight of our poor people. And indeed, that makes a very big change in their lives. So umangabege nifunas bakash bezo kashuba level three, inga bene awaz in level three shukti. So if Balegile would see Pegelezo Zinto, Massens the transformation of Kukula and Pelosa Bantu as Zibenunan. I legut EPWP in the slavery, we enslave people, EPWP. I was Vesilaki alternative in Munuan. Gobatinas Kipamatubam Sebenza are dissenting Allah, Gala City UTA to must accumulate relevant skills, must accumulate experience. So, for the youth to accumulate all those things, they require uh, to be afforded with a space where they gain that experience. So, through EPWP program, it's not just a matter of giving people 2,100, but they are indeed benefiting in terms of skills and experience that they require for them to be employed or to open their own businesses. So I think those are the approaches that this government of led by the ANC is really implementing to change the lives of our people for the better. I can agree more with you. Uh, Honorable Rajpans, to what you have said, uh, I think we welcome that. Uh, we must also uh, indicate Honorable Fraser. Honorable Fraser, Honorable Fraser, we must make this uh, intervention. Ikula is kulumangalo. I program transport. I lo ni pupunjenga manj. 
sikhuluma ngamaprograms za tangible enzakalayo futhi portfolio committees ohambi wabona ukuthi nanka lama programs zisikhuluma ngawo if we set abantu besifazane babenefitekile e contract u30% nizobona ukuthi babenefitile 30% if city youth benefit u35% su allocate leon nizobona exactly that u10% of military veterans you'll observe that 5% of disabled you'll observe that so we are not giving dreams here but we are talking about things that we are already implementing as bona getina baholi abahlale bephupha bengabe besalithathi phupho belirealize so siyaphupha ngoba kuhlu kuphupha you must dream first then you put plans then you implement your own plans so that's where we are and we are moving with the speed and umehlu kuzobonakala kakhulu futhi umehlu kuzobonakala kule province Engoba siyazi umlando wethu mubi umlando wethu ukuthi imsebenzi ibishiyelwa bebale lithize kule province so ilokho ke zama ukushintsha ngalama interventions and in, uh, sinalo futhi ithemba lokuthi kuzokwenza ngendlela esikuplane ngayo lokho ngiyafisa futhi ukuthi siphendule lapha ku fraud and corruption i think members have have also taken note of what we have raised that we are very harsh in terms of corruption Uh, those uh, who have been convicted, those whom we are still going to arrest today, being same condemn. Ma members of the parliament before Gizela, Gatoli in the Bezimland in Jengoba, Gilik Bantung Ababuz, Wutin, Hiz Ganjan, Sinsiza Ganjan, La Bonking, Kulumena, Begola in Bateba, Hippie Bing, Alana Mutola, if it be Kentanga, Eshoti, or Gonjo Eshoti, Agakola, legislature, honorable members. So Beng Aluguti, Gitoli, if it be Kemnandigang, actually corner my improvements that we are doing and will improve further in areas which we have identified grey areas. So with RTI, our challenges are gone. We are fixing those challenges. We wish you everything of the best. Thank you very much, our guests and honourable members. You are all invited. Afterwards, the speaker or the chair will make an announcement for you to come and join us in a dinner. Thank you very much.